Shuatov Rabotai, this is Rabbi Kovacs continuing the Mishnah Yomi. I hope everyone had a wonderful and meaningful Yom Tov. And it is now Saturday night, the eighth day of the Omer. And we are continuing and finishing, God willing, the seventh Perak in Kilayim. And Mishnah Zayin in Perak Zayin is Haruach She'ilo'a et Gefonim If the wind blew the vines onto the grains. We learned before, the past two days, about if somebody moved vines onto grains. But here, just the wind blew it by itself. So the rule is, yigdur miyad, cut it off immediately. So the Mepharshim say, apparently these vines got tangled up in the grains. We want to cut them off before they grow one two hundredths and become usr. So we go out there and we cut them off immediately. Im eiro onus, but if a onus happened to him, such as he hired workers and they did not show up, or God forbid, became a, a mourner, can't go and do work, mutter. So it's mutter to leave them like that because of the onus, because his mindset is that he wants to remove it immediately so it does not become kilayim, because as we've seen, kilayim is dependent on your mindset. If you see that it's that the vine got mixed with the grains, you're like, oh, I'm going to go over there and, and cut it, then it does not count as kilayim. The Mishnah continues, Tvuato shehaita note tachat gefen, his grain, that it got very tall, started to lean, and it ended up leaning under the vine. So the grains and the vines were planted originally, as in the first case, with four ama separation. So they were totally kosher when they started, but the wind blew it, or in this case, it started to lean, the grains got tall, it was amber waves of grain, and they started to wave over under the vine. Ken biyarek, or two, they went over onto the vegetables. Machazir in mikodesh. So just tilt the grains back over, and it doesn't be... So in the first case, when the wind blew it, it seems like the vines started to coil around the grains. And here it's just straight grains. They don't coil on things. So you can just turn them back and push them back in the correct direction. So the spacing is returned. From when does grain become mitkadeshet? This is the bad mitkadeshet. This is like asr behana type of hektesh in the sense that it's pentu gadesh, that now you have to burn it. Misha tashrish, from when it roots and the grapes themselves, when the grapes are the size of the pula lavan. So the meaning is, if you just had seeds in the vineyard, even if the grapes are the size of pula lavan, they're small grapes, so they're the size of a white bean, but you only have seeds of grains, it's not a problem. You can go and remove the seeds, uh, even as long as they've sprouted. And that's actually reminds us, in the fifth parak, the seventh mission in the fifth parak, had what if seeds fell out of someone's pockets, you know, he could wait until they've sprouted. And then once you can see them, if they sprouted, you can go and remove them at that point. So the mission just taught the minimum size or amount of growth to make a problem of Kilai Karim. And now, interestingly, it teaches you the the um, top end. Grain that's dried all that it needs. So it's done. It doesn't need the ground anymore. It's completely ripe. And grapes that have completely ripened. So these are done, and they're basically about to be harvested. They should be harvested already. So they don't make them mekodesh anymore because they really don't need the ground. Continuing with Mishnah Chet. So the Atzitz Nakuv is the holy flower pot. It is a pot with a plant growing in it with holes in the bottom, at least one hole big enough for roots to come through. It does make kilayim in a kerim. So if somebody put a flower pot 
with a hole in it with some sort of other vegetable or grain growing in it in his vineyard within four amot of his vines of the vineyard, it makes kilayim. She'enu nakuv, e'enu If there's no holes in the bottom of the flower pot, it does not make kilayim. Both di- different species must be attached to the ground to cause an iser derisive kilayim. Of course, it's not a good idea to take a flower pot in the vineyard in any case. Rabbi Shimon has a different approach. He says both of these are usser. You can't put any other species even in a flower pot in your vineyard, and it doesn't matter whether that flower pot has a hole or not. It's usser to put it in your vineyard. However, even a flower pot with a hole in it, big enough for roots to go through, does not make it kilim, does not make it mikolish. However, if roots did start to grow through, then it no longer needs the flower pot to grow because it's growing, it's drawing nourishment from the roots itself that are growing out of that hole and into the ground itself. That would definitely be kilim de raisa. But the chiddush is, even a flower pot with a hole, which can be considered to be nourished from the ground in some some sense, does not make a problem according to Rabbi Shimon. The Mishnah finishes up. Somebody who's merely carrying a flower pot with a hole in the bottom through the vineyard. If it adds one two hundredths of his growth, and we've mentioned before that they would they would weigh it. You could have a weigh in before and after to see if it grew two hundred. And they were bucky in in you know vineyards and plants, so they really knew kind of uh, how much it how long it took to grow in two hundredths. This would be usser. So this is going back to the Tanakama. This is not in Rebbe Shimon. So what he's saying is the atzitz nakuv, the flower pot with a hole in it. It doesn't have to be davka sitting on the ground and, you know, gaining nourishment or gaining resources through the hole in the bottom of the flower pot. That even walking, a man walking through his through his carom, holding a flower pot with grains growing in it, if he was, you know, you understand, walking very slowly and it grew one two hundredths, the plant that's in the flower pot, that would be usser as kilayim because we consider it that the plant in the pot is gaining somehow nutrition and sustenance through the hole in the bottom of the flower pot, and that's enough to make it halachically attached to the ground, even though it's not literally attached. It's halachically drawing drawing energy from this ground this, at the same time that the that the karam is, and it would become usser. So at the end of the day, do not walk with flower pots of other species through your vineyard. Even even staying for a little while, it makes an impression. And this robotai it's it's a musr for us that we're going we're learning through the Mishnah Yomi or perhaps you're learning Daf Yomi as well. We're flying through. We're going through very quickly, and sometimes you might not even remember what was a day or two days ago. But we are not only going through Shas, but Shas is going through us. And even if we're just walking through the vineyard of Torah wisdom, it's having a profound effect on us. Even if we're just walking quickly, maybe not even enough to to gain one two hundredths of our growth, but it's something. Every moment that we're learning and involved in Shas is permanently changing us for the better. Shkoyach Rabosai.